Hey, business building warrior, this is Jim coming at you with an episode of Silent Sales Machine Radio Podcast. Thanks for hanging out with me today. I'm going to bring on our guest in just a moment, Mr. Chris Graham. He lives in Canada. He's a coaching student who started not too long ago. He's only about seven weeks into his Amazon selling journey. He's already putting up steady five-figure-a-month results in his Amazon seller business at great margins, as he shares today on the show. He's using the replens selling strategy that we've taught to students all over the world around here. If you didn't realize it, we've been in e-commerce coaching for coming up on 20 years now. We've had, depending on how you count our students, our programs changed a little over the years, but we've had around 7,500 to 10,000 students, something like that, come through our program. And the stuff that we've been teaching the last four or five years to virtually all of our new sellers is the replens selling model on Amazon. We've got it dialed in. It's a global opportunity. We're helping new students every week jump in. They either use the proven Amazon course, which is what our student today, our guest used. Chris used the proven Amazon course. He very quickly jumped into our coaching program. And now he's got a great coach. And as you'll hear, he's getting tremendous results. Now he's a busy guy. His wife is busy. They've got a young daughter. Fitting into the cracks of his schedule, he's building an amazing business. He tells you the products that he sells today, where he's finding them, how he's finding them, the margins that he's getting. He spills the beans, shares all of it. You're going to really enjoy hanging out with this guy. He's very matter of fact. He's, a, like I said, a teacher for a living. So he's, he's used to dealing with classrooms of, of students and keeping their attention. And he's a busy guy. He's a coach, a sports coach as well. But he's got a few minutes here, a few minutes there. And over the past couple plus months, he's been able to build an amazing business. I think you're going to find it inspirational and encouraging and challenging. And hopefully, as you're listening to this episode, you'll find yourself thinking, okay, this guy's doing it. He's figuring this out. I'm going to take a shot at this too. And if that's you, maybe the next good thing you could do, listen to several episodes of this podcast, that would be advisable. Go back in time and listen to a good handful so you can hear that it's not just one story. We've got a few hundred of these stories recently. Or jump into our free Facebook group with 70,000 business building warriors from around the world who are doing this business all day, every day. And the other option is once you're serious, ready to spend a few dollars, hey, check out the proven Amazon course. We'll step you through this stuff. We'll teach you this stuff, everything you need to know. It's $29 per month. That's it. It's kind of like signing up for Netflix, except this is going to change your financial future. Everything we know about selling on Amazon is inside the dozens of modules you'll find with the proven Amazon course. We add new modules constantly. We pull out outdated modules. It's been improving constantly for about 12 years now. It'll change your life if you let it. Or give us a shout about our coaching program, which you'll hear Chris talking about plenty today as well. So without any further introduction, let me get our guest for the day on the line. You're going to meet Mr. Chris Graham. So Chris, welcome to the program. Thank you. I'm happy to be here, Jim. Great to have you as a guest. I'm really looking forward to hearing your story. Let's jump right into it. Sure. It's a pretty short story, to be honest. I mean, I've only been uh, doing the Amazon thing for a little bit less than two months right now. But in terms of like e-commerce and the side hustle and whatever else, that's been something I've been doing for a long time. You know, always looking for a little bit of an avenue to try and like better life for my wife, my daughter and I. So, you know, I was getting into the... uh 
you know, doing the interviews online and all the little things that get you like an extra 10 bucks or an extra 40, 50 bucks here and there, you know, product testing and all the other business. And then I, I was like, there must, there has to be a better way, a better use of my time. Right. Cause I mean, you know, you always talk about time being the most valuable commodity. And, uh, I feel the same way. Cause I am really time limited with, um, with my job and, and my, my family life or whatever else. So I got diving into the, uh, you know, looking online to try and find what the next big thing was, well, not the next big thing, but the, uh, you know, something that was a little bit better for me. And, you know, a lot of it led me through Instagram and you're seeing all the gurus who talk about private label. And, you know, I started looking up reviews cause I'm, I'm a fairly skeptical person. And, uh, you know, most of the reviews were like, this is, this is not a really good idea. And in one of the reviews and very few reviews you can find online, but one of the reviews pointed me towards the silent sales machine facebook page facebook page was the first yeah. my first kind of delve into it and and then i got into like this lots of reading right so i, I reading through the facebook page then i hopped into the podcast uh then i joined a few of the groups so this is all before I, I i sent the single product i amazon and it just got like i was reading 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 and i was you know you're scared right because this is something new and you're, you're throwing your own money at this and whatever else so it's, you know it's one of those things where i was a little bit nervous to get started and then finally i was uh, in about July, uh, I signed up for the uh, the, the coaching. That's and about, about four. Part, that'd be about four months ago as we're recording this, just to keep the timeline straight, right? Yeah, give or take about four months ago, three and a half. Uh, yeah. So started started July. I uh, I signed up for the coaching, and I got online with my uh, my coach uh, Matthew Johnson from Canada, and uh, he's like, "Well, what have you done so far? Have you added products or anything?" I'm like, "I'm I'm very green, right? I hadn't done a single thing." So he showed me how to add products, and you know, his, his basically his challenge was to try and get uh, a box worth of stuff sent in that would cover my any fees for for tools and whatever else I had. So that was I, I sent my first box in uh, middle of August, and so I've really kind of been at this just a little bit under two months right now. Right, going at about two months. Gotcha. And you, you, like you mentioned, you're in Canada. We have we have students all over the world. We have coaches over most of the planet. But where you live doesn't matter. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but aren't you selling only in Canada right now? Wasn't that you? Yeah, that was me. When I talked okay. to um, your coaching director on the phone about coaching uh, in July, he suggested starting in Canada. And I was yeah. a little bit nervous because I was like, I hear Canada is not as great of a market. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, how do you know that? And I'm like, great question. I'd never really thought about that. It was just something I'd heard. So I'm like, all right, I'll give it a whirl. And, you know, it's a smaller market, but there's also less competition, right? So I've been, I've been very pleased with how things have been going. But yeah, yeah so well, far... Just as a side note, before ahead. I let you go, to keep the listeners up to pace, Canada and the UK are the only two non-US markets where we would say such a thing to a student with the basic model we start our students off with, the replins model. If you live in the UK, Canada, or the US, you sell at home. Everyone else sell into the US. As a general rule, that's where we start people out. Uh, but since you were in Canada, yeah, there's a, there's plenty of opportunity, especially for the replins model. Like you said, it's a smaller market there for sure. The US is ridiculously bigger, but there's far fewer sellers doing that model in Canada. So we're seeing a lot of our Canadian sellers have success. But just so everyone knows, we've got sellers all over the world buying and selling in the US without ever seeing their inventory, running the programs we teach. We've been doing it that way for years. But I just want to make sure we don't lose anybody in that conversation. Because <laughs> sometimes people say, well, there's no Amazon in my country. I guess I can't do this. Well, no, it doesn't matter where you live. It truly doesn't. No, absolutely it doesn't. And you know, for me, uh, it was an, it's a nice stepping 
stepping stone, right? Like there wasn't, there's not as much competition. You can hop on items that have fewer sellers on, or, you know, fewer sellers on them. You're not seeing a thousand drops a month on anything, or like those are like the, you know, the golden nuggets of all, of all products, right? So that doesn't happen very often, but, you know, something that only has like seven drops a month, you know, you, you get one or two of those sales on a couple of products and you're still making some money, right? So I'm kind of okay with stuff like that, right? So, you know, really that first shipment, I was looking for proof of concept, right? I wanted to make sure this is something that was going to work for me before I threw in any, any you know, significant amount of money. And it, it went fairly well, right? Like I had my first sale two days after my items checked in. That was, that was kind of all the proof of concept I needed. And since then, it's kind of just been attacking and trying to find, you know, more stuff to send in, stuff that's going to make me a good uh, return on my investment, uh, stuff that's making me a decent amount of profit. And, and mostly just uh, trying to manage my time in a way that I could, you know, be effective with my time, but still bring myself in a little bit of money. Because what is your schedule right now? So I'm a high school teacher. So days are pretty long. My day starts at five. I got to walk my dog. He needs like an hour in the morning. So walk the dog, get ready for work. I'm at work by 7.30. Day ends at 2.30, but then I coach, coach till 4.15. Daycare, pick up 4.30. Uh, get home, try and find a little bit of time with my daughter and my wife. You know, and then by then it's like it's bedtime, right? So it's it's right. seven thirty, put my daughter to bed, and then that's my Amazon time. So I got that little chunk of time, kind of after all the hustle and bustle has happened, to uh, shop and prep and source and and whatever else, right? So it's uh, I'm really, you know, you talk about fitting into the cracks, and I'm whenever I have a spare fifteen minutes to to try and throw some stuff together, that's kind of when I'm when I'm putting my time in. Yeah. And I really appreciate you doing this episode. I know too, because I even texted you a little while ago. I'm like, hey, if we run late, is that okay? You're like, no, I got like. <laughs> 18 other things happening today, man. So yeah, I really appreciate you doing this episode. What sport do you coach? I know you told me, I can't remember. What'd you say? So I've, I've, I've kind of done a little bit of everything, but the big, okay. like I, I started as a football coach, but uh, last of a while is uh, I've been mostly uh, coaching basketball, girls and boys basketball. At, at the best sport, the best sport. One of my favorite coaches, Bobby Knight says the best athletes that walk the planet are basketball players. I tend to agree, my friend. I'm here in Indiana, the home of the home of basketball. The Hoosiers, eh? Yeah. yeah. And up there in Canada, when you say football now, are you talking about soccer or are you talking about actual yeah. real football? <laughs> No, no, no. I mean football. Like we, I mean we played Canadian rules here, right? But the ball really, you throw, right? Yeah, you got it. <laughs> I picked the sport that I played when I was in high school and college, right? So I, yeah. I kind of wanted to stick with that. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. I love it, man. Well, I could drift into sports very easily as a sports fan, but let's <laughs> let's stay on topic. I think if I'm reading the minds of the listeners today, one of the things I wouldn't mind hearing you say because you ramped up pretty quick. You found some profitable products. What were those first few profitable products you found and how did you find them? Let's not assume people know what we're talking about here. So I started kind of a strange path, right? Because I started um, with the OA Simplified course and they were looking at tactical arbitrage in that OA Simplified course. It was one of the first things they looked at. So I started in tactical arbitrage and I found a couple of items. Uh, not a ton. It's not, it's not great for Canada yet, I don't think. It'll get there, but it's not quite what I needed from that. Uh, but the first couple items were just something I could find at a a national store in, and they were home products, right? Like everything I found for the first little bit was home products so that was ungated for me. So it was easy to find uh, stuff that worked there. So, you know, one of them was like a sponge. So I found a sponge that had a decent, it was a two pack of a sponge and it had a decent return on the, on the investment. And that's, you know, that was one of the first things. And um, that was, what, that was what'd you pay for it? And what was it selling for on Amazon? Um, Approximately. I buy them for it's a it's a two pack of sponges. Each sponge costs about five bucks, and it sells for thirty one bucks for the two pack on Amazon. Yeah. You get about ten dollars in, and you're make, selling for about thirty. So you're making ten twelve dollars a sale, approximately. Yeah, yeah. Right? 
Beautiful. And I'm not telling I'm not selling a ton of them a month, right? Like that might be sure. like I sell about five of them a month. But if you mm-hmm. got sixty products that do that for you, then you're uh yeah. For the, and that's the beauty of replans. You get a large catalog of products and they sell everyone as well. As long as you're selling a few a month, you know, kind of once we drop below one a month, we start really like, are we really wanting to play with this one anymore? But a few a month, yeah, that's great. You get a catalog of those and um, that's the replans business. So how did you find these? What Take me through the process you used to find them. Did you take pictures of store shelves and then do your research or how did you do it? So the first one was... Um... Like the first product beyond tactical arbitrage actually came from Brian Olson's course. So they were uh, the, the advanced keeper training. Right. I used his training. I kind of looked at something that was a common product, like he suggests. And then I found, you know, some sellers who were selling products like the ones that I had, like the sponge. And I kind of just went through their stores and looked at what they had, uh, you know, looking at what my competition has, right? Because if they're selling that sponge, they're probably selling other replens and. So I was able to kind of go through and see what uh, what they had that I could also get my hands on that had a you know a decent uh, a decent uh, return on investment. Right? Beautiful, yeah. And for those who don't know, the advanced keep a training is one of the modules inside the collection of dozens of modules <laughs> that make up the proven Amazon course. All of our Amazon training is in one place under one roof. ProvenAmazonCourse.com and. And Chris is talking about one of the modules in there that teaches you how to go through the process he just described. One of our coaches put that together, right? Brian Olson, great content. But I'd say there's about 50 different ways to find replans. But yeah, I love that we've identified how you kind of got going. How many replans do you have now? How many have you found? So when we talked last week, I was at about uh, 60 active replans. And now I'm, I'm with my new shipment, I'm pushing about 75 active and, you know, a handful of them that I've retired, a handful that were dead. So yeah, probably about 75 products active right now and looking to ramp that up soon. Fantastic. So you found 75 profitable products that you can sell on Amazon over and over again, at least a few months within a very short period of time. Love seeing our students ramp up. You're on a beautiful trajectory. And if you do the math, you know, you're in a pretty nice place six months from now, a year from now. What's your ideal situation have you spent some time thinking about that like you you described our schedule earlier and now i'm pretty sure schools are the same in canada as they're here in the u.s you guys get a few months off per per year like the summers are off right but what is that next stage what are you aiming for so the whole reason i got into this in the first place and this is a conversation i had with the coaching director as well was um you know the pandemic has really taken a toll on students and teachers in terms of like you know how we're feeling, what our mental health looks like, whatever else. And my, my wife and I are both high school teachers and we're both, uh, you know, we're both exhausted, right? So I was really, I am looking for, hopefully this is a springboard into making it a full-time job, but that's a long-term trajectory, right? That's not, you know, in a year from now, you know, my first goal was uh, $10,000, hitting a $10,000 a month, which I did uh, very quickly. I want to average that uh, ideally, probably till Christmas, you know, and then starting in the new year, I want to look at, at ramping that up a little bit. Ideally, by the end of next year, so uh, fiscal year 2023, I'd like to be at uh, thirty to $50,000 a month if I can. Very and doable. see where it goes from there. Very, very doable. Because I can tell you the journey from zero to 10,000 is about the same amount of work and effort and energy as to go from 10 to 50, right? So if well, you put that level of energy and creativity and blood, sweat, and tears, <laughs> you'll be at 50 with about as much work as it took to go from zero to 10. The scaling is far easier than starting, in other words. So you've already done most of the difficult 
parts of this. The other difficult bridges you're going to have to cross involve things like growing a team and letting go of some of these procedures and bringing people in who are only 80% as good as you are and trusting them and letting them learn the ropes, right? And you know, kind of stepping into that manager role versus the doer role. Right now you're wearing all the hats. But as you go from 10 to 30 to 50 to, you know, we've got plenty of sellers in our community at 100,000 a month, and they're working a lot less than you are currently because they've built a team and they've automated their systems. But right now, you're having to do a lot of that manually. And you, you're the one doing the packing, the shipping, the prepping, the shopping, the, you know, you're doing it all. But it won't be that way for long as you scale. And that is my hope, right? Because, you know, like, I... I, those are jobs that aren't, they're not, I mean, they're not fun, right? Like prepping stuff, putting stuff in a box is putting stickers on things. It's not, it's not exciting work, you know, it's not, it's not challenging work. It's just, it's just kind of stuff. Like you said, that's something that's easily outsourceable. Uh, I just wanted to get to a point where it was, you know, fiscally responsible, I guess for me, I'm, that's, I, that, sadly, that's my, my, my bag is being fiscally responsible, right? So no, that, I wanted to get a, to a that's point. That's a beautiful where, thing. These are all mass decisions. They really are. Every, all, every aspect of this can be reduced to a math decision. If you're including emotion or instinct, you're probably not aware of all the numbers involved and you need to go find the numbers so you can eliminate emotion and instinct and just make it math decisions. That's the beauty of this wow. business model. It all can be reduced to math decisions. And the nice thing about that is I'm a math teacher, right? So that kind of makes life a little bit easy for me because everything's just, it's, it's about the stats for me. Like I love the charts and I love that other stuff, right? So for me, that's, uh, that's right up my alley is looking at the, looking at the numbers, right? So it's this is, it's uh, beautiful. I don't know if you've yeah. ever heard me say it before or not, but I, I have a great deal of respect for math teachers, for the power of math. And, and there's always more to learn, obviously. And I, one of my favorite math teachers I ever had said, if you're intimidated by math, I was in a more advanced you know, statistics class. I minored in statistics in college. I've forgotten more than I ever knew at this point, but I'm still enough to be dangerous. Still enough to know that when someone gives you an average, that doesn't mean anything, right? But he said, the only thing a number can do is go up or down. That's it. And the most advanced math in the world, that's all numbers do. They go up and they go down. So let's dive in, right? Like, hey, that's good. But the three key elements... You know, this is my personal philosophy. It's kind of a Hebrew tradition philosophy is the three elements you need for a great education are they involve spirituality and relational aspects. And those are the first two. And then math. <laughs> if you give a kid those three, you've equipped them for success in life. That's kind of the philosophy we've used around here. There's all kinds of other great things to study, of course, but you get those three, some basic math, enough to be a good business person, for example, or run your own business, know when the numbers are going up or down. Right, you can make some, you can make some true progress in life. But well, I didn't realize you were a math teacher. That's super cool, man. World yeah, needs a lot of you guys. Uh, thanks, I appreciate that. You know, and if you talk about the math that you need to run a business, and the sad part is, I don't know what it's like in the states, but I know, uh, you know, in in this is brand new in Ontario, but we didn't. There's no financial literacy taught at the high school level, really. It's it's no. last couple of years, yes. But before that, kids have no idea how to calculate interest or how to pay a mortgage or anything like that. And I think that those are like the those mass business decisions that you're talking about, right? So uh, yeah, absolutely. The the real world, you know, basic just knowing, you know, should I buy the eight dollar bottle of shampoo or the two dollar bottle of shampoo? This one's so many ounces, that was that many and like a number of people that just simply can't make those kind of basic decisions all the way up to I'm about to get a three hundred thousand dollar student loan. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> like, wait, what did I just do? <laughs> I just handicapped the next decade and a half of my life. Uh, so yeah, the the financial literacy—that's all math, you know. Just being able to make good, sound decisions, and so if you've got just a basic math instinct, 
you can do really well with this business really fast. You can start to see the potential. Those sponges we talked about earlier cost me 10. It's going to sell for 30. Amazon's going to keep 8 to $10 per fees, time and expenses, et cetera. I'm going to make 8 to 10 to 12 bucks here approximately. You can do that stuff in your head fairly quickly. That's the basic math I'm talking about, right? But then all these other bigger decisions, like even hiring somebody in, okay, they're going to cost me X per hour. How much time of my time does that free up? That's a number. How much more money can I potentially make with that extra free time? You know, those are all numbers. And we can kind of talk through, if you've never heard us discuss before, who those first hires should be, in my opinion, and having seen thousands of students. For example, you don't want to just hire for convenience. You want to hire people who bring in more revenue which means you first hire people who are actually finding more replens, not people who are putting tape on a box necessarily. That's an easy hire to make and it can freeze up some time and it's convenient, yes. But if you can increase your revenue with your first few hires, now you're freeing up all kinds of extra revenue and it makes it a very easy math decision. There's, you're eliminating a lot of the risk from that hire. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And uh, that's something that I've looked into already. I, I'm, I'm on the list. I haven't heard back, but I'm on the list for a proven VA already. As soon as I hit like, uh, as soon as I hit about five thousand dollars in my month, in my first month there, I was like, yeah, okay, I'm I'm ready to kind of think about scaling. So I'm gonna ask for a, a VA for some time, a month or two down the line, right? So just waiting to hear back about that now. But I definitely want the, like you said, someone who's gonna bring in additional revenue versus someone that's just gonna take away revenue, right? So I think you're right. That should be my first step here. It's just a matter of now getting something in place. Yeah, and all in good time. You know, the nice another nice thing about this is there's no sense of urgency. Like, oh no, I got to do all this right now, or it's not going to. You know, it's just the speed, the pace. Pace matters. If 20 years in business has taught me anything, it's pace matters. You inhale, you exhale. You work hard, you relax. You think about it, then you go do it. You're back and forth. It's this circular. There's a rhythm to all of this, and because I see the people who just go, 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 pound, 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 pound. And they wear all the hats and that that season of intense focused effort doesn't just last a few months. It lasts for first two or three years. They crash and burn. It's a seasonal. Adjust, tweak, learn, grow. You know, it's like it's almost there's a cycle to it. So there's no rush. But you did mention the proven replens VA. So let me make sure everyone knows what we're talking about there. Proven replens VA as in virtual assistant.com. There's a bit of a waiting list. You will hear from someone soon. But we're actually training virtual assistants to do what we just described. Go find profitable products and they work just for you. That's the beauty of that program compared to anything else I've seen out there is you've got a VA who works on your team now. They don't report or work for us anymore. We just trained them and then passed them to you. So yeah, you're going to benefit greatly from that. It's a great first hire. Four bucks an hour typically is about the approximate pay because they live in the Philippines where $4 spends like 25 or 30 and they can make a great living working for you, building your business. That's an easy decision to make once you've got some momentum. So any questions about any of that or anything else you want to clarify what we've talked about so far? I'm loving your story. I'd love to continue to, to pick up some nuggets from you, but have we, how are we doing so far? I want, to, I want to touch back on that thing you said about pace a second ago, because the nice thing for me is, it's weird to say that this is a nice thing, but Amazon has actually done a good job of pacing me because when you're first starting, you don't see money right away, right? So it's like me, I was like, boom, boom, boom. I got some products. I sent some stuff in and now I'm waiting for money back so I can, you know, so it's, it's every time you watch that, that reserve amount go down and down and down, the amount they're actually going to pay you because you're selling more stuff, you know, they're kind of forcing you to pace yourself unless you've got like an infinite supply of money, right? Which I don't, I mean, I'm a civil servant, so, right? So it's just, uh, 
wait till they give me some money so I can go buy some more products. So they're kind of forcing me to pace myself, which I think is good. Cause like you said, I'm not interested in burning out. My life is busy enough as it is. So like to be able to kind of take this at a slightly faster than a snail's pace is uh, that's okay for me. Yeah. Slow and steady wins the race for sure. It's been a few months since I told this story. So I'll tell it again. It's one of my favorite stories about the pace of business. It comes from a mentor of mine, Dave Ramsey, who I know he's a pretty big deal in Canada too. You've probably heard of him, right? The money yep. guy. So he tells a story of meeting a billionaire and the billionaire, uh, he, Dave says, as he's telling the story, anytime you have a chance to meet a billionaire, you probably should have a few good questions, You know, make good use of the time. Let's figure this person out. Maybe I can learn something here, right? So he, he asked the billionaire, hey, outside of the Bible itself, because they're both Christians, you know, give me an idea on a book that you suggest my entire team read to help put us on a nice trajectory as a team. And the billionaire had boxes of the book with him behind his desk. And he just pulled out and said, how many copies do you want for your team? And he pulled out this big box and pulled out the first copy. And it was a copy of the book, the children's book, The Tortoise and the Hare. It's like, make your team read this as an adult and absorb the lessons in this book. And that couldn't be more true. This business model is, Amazon is custom fit for people who have realized there's no such thing as click a few buttons and make a ton of money. Like you're mature enough to know that's not how the world works. Okay. So let's talk slow, steady, scaling, building something incredible. Now, you've built something fairly quickly, but you're fully aware of the number of steps involved in the process. You know The number of boxes you had to check one time to get this thing rocking, right? And you did that. Congratulations. Uh, but from here, it really might, very much is a slow and steady, moving in the right direction. You, you've, the next 50 decisions you make, make 45 or so of those good, solid decisions and you're going to have something significantly bigger than what you have right now, six months from now, but it's slow and steady in the right direction. So yeah, the, I love the pace. That's one of the big problems we have is a lot of students think, you know, hey, I want to make, I, I need a lot of money fast. Like, what do you got for me? We've, we've got nothing for you. <laughs> we've got literally no, nothing. Neither does the rest of the world, but they'll make you think they do if you're willing to pay someone a bunch of money. But uh, yeah, I love the conversation about pace. Thanks for bringing that up. Uh, it's a hard. It's a hard thing to learn for some folks. Well, and I'm, I'm not in a rush, right? Like I'm, my my goals when I set goals are long term goals, right? Like we we're always asked to do long term planning as teachers, right? What's the end of your year look like, or what's the next five years look like, or whatever? Like we're doing a five year plan for our school right now. I kind of think the same way for myself, right? What's 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 this going to look like for me in five years? And I mean, if it's if it's where I want it to be in five years, perfect. I can take my time getting there, but. Uh, by no means am I looking for a hundred thousand dollars a month right away. I mean, that's a that's definitely a it's a stretch goal if you want to call it that. Yeah, a lot of moving parts between that and where you are now. There's a lot of little things that have to happen. Although we've seen people ramp up incredibly fast, like I said, but uh, you're squeezing this into the cracks of your life, which is impressive. You've got a busy schedule, and this is fitting into the little cracks, and you've already achieved some very significant results. So again, congratulations. You've put in the work for sure. Well, where do you want to go from here? What else could, could we share in your story? Uh, you know what? Like, I'm I'm kind of looking at what what my next step should be, right? So I know we kind of chatted about that on the phone last week. I'm I'm kind of looking for, you know, some advice. And I haven't probably had enough coaching sessions with my coach because I was feeling like things are going pretty well. But you know, maybe now is a good opportunity to kind of ask about some of those things, right? Like, if just, if you were in my shoes right now and you're at, you know, low five figures per month. What's your next step? What's that look like? Yeah, I think the the next thing I I start looking at, you know, well, one is you don't have to do anything different. Keep doing what you're doing, 
that is a very viable option that takes you to a beautiful place six months or a year from now, right? changing very little. But one of the first changes you might consider making as funds allow and once you're ready for the, for the step is to get a virtual assistant from our team who's trained on how to find more replans that meet your qualifications and start expanding your business that way. And then what you're going to start to see from there is you're getting more product than you can comfortably handle your own on your own. And you start looking at, okay, do I want to have someone else either come to my house or maybe it's a neighbor where all the stuff is stored because they've got a big garage and the, the other neighbor who lives two houses down works, you know, some kind of creative solution to start to prep that product so it's not all on you. And now suddenly your, your business is slowly drifting from a bunch of tasks that you have to do. It's becoming more numbers that you have to monitor, right? So just taking little steps in that direction. One of the things you look for, and I've taught this, it's just good business advice for anyone who's kind of transitioning from being the, the tactician, the person in the trenches doing the work to being the, the owner or manager of a business is look for anything that's repetitive. Anything that you find yourself doing over and over and over, like, really, I'm doing this again? You capture it, you document it, you pass it off to somebody else. So you start thinking in that direction, starting with the things that can be done by someone else for the lowest cost per dollar. After you've got someone else generating revenue, putting tape on boxes kind of falls into that next category of, all right, let's pass this one off. And you chip away at it in that order. And what you find yourself doing, you know, one of the things that I've said for years is ideally you're doing the things that only you can do in your business, right? Do the things that only you can do. The nice thing about selling on Amazon is there's nothing left on that list. <laughs> We've got couples in our community, for example, that travel full time and check their numbers. That's how they run their Amazon business. They didn't start that way. We don't have a business option for people to say, hey, just give us some money and we'll hand you a business that you just check the numbers. No, they know their product. They've built relationships. They've got strategic advantages based on the training that we've given them, but it's strategic advantage with managers. Maybe it's a store that they, you know, they've got a relationship with or a distributor or something. They've gone, pursued those relationships, but they've automated these systems. So that, that's the trajectory you're on. So rather than giving you the next 30 steps, I would say, Let's give you the next one. And that is, let's get someone finding more replens with you, a virtual assistant that you're paying four bucks an hour. That is a really nice next move. Continue your coaching, right? That's the purpose of coaching is kind of pushing you down that path. But one thing I would encourage you to do, especially your teacher, I bet you, you know, you make your students, you give them homework assignments. I'm going to give you one. Uh, if you're not doing it yet, you should be journaling this journey, documenting you know, at least weekly, if not more frequently than that. Here's the progress I've made. Here's kind of where I kind of want to go. Here's where we're heading. And you can just kind of start to map out. Before long, you've got this documentation of this incredible journey and you're benefiting greatly from, you know, just putting pen to paper, making, committing yourself to the different steps. Um, that would be a specific I could give you as well um, that a lot of people don't do, but I've been mentioning that a lot lately. I need to do better with it myself. But you'll benefit tremendously from that. So that's, that's a couple specifics. I, that's sadly, that's not something that I do right now. And you're right. I probably should. Cause I mean, you know, to just be good to see how I'm using my time or, 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 you know, if there's any other, you know, little things that I can kind of squeeze into the cracks or whatever else, you know, because sometimes you get, you start wasting time on something or whatever else. And that's, that's all, that's my biggest, 
stopgap, I guess, right now is, is finding time, right? So, you know, journaling and saying, hey, I'm noticing I'm wasting half an hour here I'm doing that there, then that would, you know, at least take me to the next step. And then you talked about people to prep. I, I'm actually very fortunate where, where that, but not that anybody's helping me yet, but I'm very fortunate that, uh, you know, my wife suggested I live next door to my mother-in-law and my sister-in-law. Like they both live next door. And that's a huge blessing in your life. I can I can just see it resonate, just radiating off of you. <laughs> you know what? My uh, my brother in law, my wife's sister is the one their host, but my brother in law is my best friend. Uh, my mother in law awesome. is a great asset. You know, so like that's not a complaint for me. I'm not one of that's not that I don't. That's probably not typical, but um, no, I, my mother in law. I was, always I was half joking, but that that is that's fantastic because it is a rare relationship. I actually remember I went to a comedian, and I think it was like in the '80s. This is back before cell phones, right? And he said, how many of you guys love your mother-in-law? Come on, be honest. And everyone raises their hands, right? And he's like, all right, how many of you, back when we had pictures in our wallets, right? He's like, so you got pictures in the wallets, all the people you love. How many of you have a picture in your wallet of your mother-in-law? Like nobody raised their hand. It was pretty funny. So to have that kind of relationship right there, that close family, I've got that. You know, we've got a super close family and, and it's a blessing, man. Not everyone has it, but they're right next door. That's amazing, man. Well, and they might, my, my mother-in-law is always looking for other stuff to do, right? Like she could be folding our laundry. She would probably be folding our laundry. But my <laughs> wife keeps saying, you know, she keeps saying that my mother-in-law would love this job. Like she would love to be the one who goes to stores and, and shops. And she would love to be the one packing, packing boxes and stuff like that. And she, not that I would, but she would probably do it for free because she's just looking for stuff to fill her time. I would feel guilty about that. But, you know, she probably would enjoy just, they're just menial tasks, but it keeps her busy, right? She's retired. and. You know, something like that as a little side hustle for her would probably be be quite fun for her. Yeah, and before long, you find that she's contributing and has ideas, and she's finding more replens. And right, that's that's kind of what I did with my family. Is I started plugging people in like that, and sometimes they move on, and lose interest, and other times, my mom runs my replens business now. My aunt with her, right? My kids are at the warehouse. None of them because they have to be. They just really enjoy business. It resonates with them. And, and now they're all very creatively contributing in ways that they've grown beyond me in many of the areas that they contribute to. So I would encourage that. Some people say, oh, you don't want to have family working for you. I completely disagree. I love the arrangement. I think it's fantastic. It's been a blessing for our family, for sure. It draws us closer together, gives us more to talk about. We're building something together, you know, which binds us in, in fun, creative ways. I love it. Well, I'm I'm kind of obsessed with the Amazon thing right now, right? So for me to have somebody else involved, you know, a hop, skip, and a jump away from my house is, would be great because it's it gives me somebody to have a conversation with. Because right now, like you know, you feel when you're doing it by yourself, you feel like you're kind of on an island, right? So it's nice to have somebody else kind of chat about things with, and it's pretty cool because even like my wife doesn't doesn't really know what's going on. Like she knows what's going on, but she doesn't really know what's going on. But now when she goes shopping, she'll take pictures of stuff and send it back and be like, "Hey, is this a good idea? Is this a good idea?" And, uh, it gives me something else to look up, and you know, she's kind of engaged in what I'm engaged in, which is cool because it's nice to kind of share things like that. Yeah, that, that's one of the greatest experiences I think a family can have, regardless of what your schedule looks like and what your commitments are and all that. But if a family can grow a business together, it gets you all on the same page on a project that's profitable. Teaches so many great lessons. It's it's kind of the modern day equivalent of living on a farm, <laughs> you know, kind of recreating that. Hey, this, our family kind of does this. You know, this is our responsibility here, and we do it together. We serve others well through this avenue that happens to reward us. A lot of beautiful family dynamics there. That's exciting. I can't wait to see how all this plays out. I have a feeling your mother-in-law is going to be a phenomenal worker. You know what? She's been she's contributed to our life so so much, and a lot. I've been with my wife for going on fifteen years now. So 
uh, not all married, but 15 years together. And uh, she's been incredible the whole time, right? But they, they have a really strong family bond and they kind of accepted me in that family bond too. So it makes it makes things easy. And I think, yeah, she'll be an asset. My niece was 12. It could be her first job. She'll be an asset, right? So there's lots of lots of potential there. Oh, for sure. That's beautiful. I can't wait to see how this plays out. Yeah. And the nice thing is too, Chris, you know, just kind of thinking a little further out maybe than you have about the different business models and such, replens is just the base model. Now you can get to $100,000 a month with that base model. Some people stay right there and they're, they're thrilled. But there's other things you can start to do, creating your own bundles, finding your own private label product, doing some consulting. Maybe you become a coach on our team. Hey, you're a teacher, right? Two or three years from now, whenever it starts to make sense. You know, there's another revenue stream. There's all kinds of ways getting into e-commerce can lead the relationships and the business opportunities. So it's not just this one model. It's going to be many. It's going to be, I, I love to say, using the internet creatively to launch and grow multiple income streams. That's the world you're starting to step into. And I think very quickly, you're going to start to be able to, to imagine how this can more than replace the salary, the benefits, the this, the arrangement that you guys have currently. So then it becomes more of a volunteer thing. I love being able to go to my employer and say, I, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to afford to work here much longer. <laughs> right? Those are fun conversations to have, uh, but all in good time. And that's a vision I have, right? Like, I mean, I, I definitely want to be able to have that conversation with my school board at some point in time. But like you said, that's a, that's a few years down the road kind of goal, not an immediate goal. You talked about different income streams and stuff like that. Right now, I'm, I'm strictly retail arbitrage and I go to like four stores and I'm making good money off those four stores, but I want to get into online arbitrage. Sudbury is a really a city of small, we're like a mining community. So we're a city of small business. One day down the line, I'd like to get into, you know, you talk about your uh, proven product partnering, PPP, what, uh, I forget the acronym. Yeah, but, you PPP, know, with proven product partnering, helping other brands get on Amazon and you get a percentage of their sales. It's a beautiful model. And there's, there's tons of small businesses around town that don't, don't really have an online presence. So that would be something that I would like to look at as well down the line. But it's a matter of making inroads with them. And I want to make sure I have enough on my books first to be able to kind of talk to them about stuff like that. Yeah. Well, you're already so far ahead of anyone you'd ever talk to about e-commerce. You're in the top fraction of 1% now of, of business owners because you've sold things online. You understand the Amazon landscape. You've got a big head start. So yeah, the consulting opportunities are huge. Again, that's, a, that's another module inside the Proven Amazon course for those who don't know, the PPP, Proven Product Partnering. Yeah, so you're being a teacher and being comfortable presenting, if you can hold this, the attention of, of kids, teenagers... You'll be a phenomenal salesperson when it comes to talking to managers and wholesalers. And you know, you're used to dealing with difficult, uncomfortable situations and strange conversations. And you can manage that, man. It's gonna be a breeze dealing with adults in business. You're gonna you're gonna just thrive, I think. That's the hope, right? I mean, you're right. I mean, this is a, not an easy job sometimes, especially when kids aren't motivated. So to be able to have those conversations that with with a, just adult conversation period is kind of a nice thing to have, right? So to be able to kind of bridge those gaps with uh, with businesses or wholesalers or distributors or whatever it happens to be, I really do look forward to those days. For yeah, sure. it's going to do great, and and these two worlds are going to to blend beautifully. I have a feeling you're going to get you're going to dive deep during those three months. I don't know what your plans are over the summer, but it, you have more time then than you do during a school year. I would assume, correct? Yeah, and even Christmas break, right? Like I, I used the summer this summer to learn because that was when I was first starting, and I okay, wanted to make sure. sure I had all my 
ducks in a row before I got started, but now I'm feeling pretty comfortable with this. I'm bringing in okay money. It's a decent profit margin, which I'll chat about in a second, right? So like, you know, when I have those two and a half months in the summer next year, then it's, uh, that's when I really try to ramp things up, you know, baby steps for the next couple months, fit it in with whatever hour or two I have a day. And then summertime when I got three, four, five hours to kind of commit to it, um, yeah, I'll go heavier for sure. Yeah, I think you're going to see a big. That's I'm just kind of thinking through your trajectory here. The summer 2023 is going to be big for you guys. I can't wait to see. Maybe we need to have you back right before school starts up and and get an update from you. I'd love to see how your story has progressed at that point in time. Was there anything else I can do to to help you? Anything else you want to talk about? I know you'd mentioned you had a few questions you wouldn't mind kicking around, uh, or anything else we've left out of your story. I'd love to kind of um, hear what else is on your mind. Yeah, a couple of things I'd like to chat about just because I've been kind of fortunate with the steps that I took here. You know, I know you often ask for like last minute nuggets or whatever else at the end of the session. And there's a few things that were just kind of, I was thinking about as I was working uh, and as I was thinking about what I was going to talk about on the interview, you know, and, and one of them was um, like to not be afraid of higher ticket when you're financially able to, of higher ticket items. You know, like I have an item that I buy for $200 that sells for 500 uh, on Amazon, and if you can, uh, if you can afford to do that and have it sit in your garage or whatever else, because that's an FBM product for me, you only need to sell a couple of those a month, and you're making pretty good money off that, right? Like yeah. I sell about four of those a month, and that's 150 bucks a pop that I'm making in profit, right? So it's, right uh, after Amazon's fees and all the other expenses, yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, I love that pointer. There's a lot less competition once you start getting up over 50, 80, 100 dollars of your cost selling it for two, three, in your case, 500 bucks on a $200 item. Yeah, there's some great margins there, a lot less competition and sell a few of those a month. Yeah, we teach you how to find those. That's the beauty of replens, right? So give me a little more specifics about that product if you don't mind. You know, Don't say enough that you're going to create a competitor for yourself, but give me some more specifics. How'd you find it? What kind of product is it? It's a, it's a vacuum, right? So it's a vacuum. That's as far as I'll go into what kind of product it is. It is a vacuum that you can buy at a regular like a a, retail, a a national retailer in in Canada, you know, and it was just one of those things that there were very few sellers on. Like you said, you know, it's kind of a high ticket item, so people are a little bit leery about buying it because it's a vacuum that's uh, cordless. It's uh, you can't send it into Amazon unless you're in their dangerous right. goods program. You have to ship, but you it, can't yourself. ship it yourself. Yeah, right. And um, you know. FBM doesn't work great in Canada because our, our Canada post fees are ridiculous, right? You ship a $2 item, it's going to cost you 20 bucks to ship. But when you're shipping a $500 item, it's only going to cost you about 35 bucks to ship, right? So at that point, then it becomes worth your while, right? So that was one of That's those things. That's a great like, tip yeah. for Canadian friends, especially. Uh, and, you know, and there's a lot of that kind of, um, uh, what's it, this, this, that economy of scale almost in the postal service here too. Like you think it's going to be, if it costs you $2 to ship a pound, like a hundred pounds is going to be like $400. No, it doesn't doesn't scale as fast just because the weight goes up. Um, So sometimes some of those heavier, bulkier, strange products, you can ship them for less than you might think. How how are you shipping it? Uh, I'm actually able to ship it right through Canada Post. So I have to slap a hotbox sticker on it, right? Which you can get online or or buy from Uline or whatever else. But Mm -hmm. uh, I ship it through Canada Post. It costs... uh, depending on how far away in Canada they are, anywhere from 30 to $50, which is still well within my margins. And uh, I take it to a post office and drop it off every time I sell one. Right? Yeah, so, beautiful. On your way to work or whatever, yeah. just drop them off. Yeah, how often are you stopping by the post office with uh, stuff to ship? So I have 
I have probably 10 or 12 items right now that are uh, that are merchant fulfilled. They're all kind of higher ticket items. Some of them sit a little bit longer, some of them not, but typically anywhere from three to five post office visits a week, right? So, you know, I'll sell half a dozen different things that are FBM in a week, but those are all items with a good margin, like a really strong margin, right? It's like a $100 plus item. So mm-hmm. it's worth it for me to make that extra trip to the post office versus, uh, you know, dropping it off at UPS. And I can definitely see your mother-in-law listening to this episode a couple of weeks from now when it comes out going, Chris, just let me do that. <laughs> she, she probably would. You're absolutely yeah. right. Um, <laughs> What's her name? I can give her a shout out. Her, her name's Louise. Louise? Louise. Louise. Yeah. yeah. Louise would be like, yeah. oh, why wouldn't I do that? Of course I will. I go right by there. Right. And, and, and yeah. tell me about your family. We didn't even meet the rest of your family uh, earlier. Name, what are your names? And you said you have a yeah, my daughter? Yeah, I have a daughter. She's she's just over two. Uh, she's uh, her name's Ali. So she's uh, she yeah she's the best. She occupies most of my time, right? So that's why we're really fitting into the cracks. Because anytime I get back from work, it's you know you try to fit as much time as as you can because you never get those 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 days back, right? Oh, so, they fly by, man. As everybody says, but yeah, I mean, mine are getting married now. Twos are a distant memory. It was just a couple days ago. It feels like, but <laughs> a lot of life has happened. And then your wife. Natalie. Natalie. Yeah. 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 Oh, beautiful family, so, man. You're a blessed man. You really are. You know what? I I really am. I have a I have a great family, like a small family on my dad's side, but what we you know, we, we we all care for each other. A great family on my on my wife's side, lots of support. I can't ask for more than that. And and they're all supportive of, of what I'm doing here, right? Which is uh incredible as well. Beautiful. Well, you're on a great trajectory, man. Yeah. And thanks for sharing some of the details of that product. It, it's going to light a fire to some folks to, you know, a lot of times when they start off being a replin seller, they're looking for $5 items or $8 items that they can go sell for $25 or $30. And yeah, you can build, do it. There's a lot of money to be made there, but just put a zero on the end of some of those numbers and it still works. And you're making a lot more money for your time and the margins uh, can get can get big fast. I love it. I think we have a lot of people out there kind of looking at some bigger electronics possibly. Yeah. Good. Good tips, man. So, so what else? You said you kind of had a few things. That was one of them. Yeah, the other one was uh, again. I I started with this whole big analysis thing for like four months, right? So, in the OA Simplified course, while I didn't really do the tactical arbitrage thing, or it didn't work out well for me in in Canada, the one thing that Jessica and uh, Liam uh, talked about was uh, leveraging the power of of sale, right? And uh, you know. Canada stores in Canada they have the same sales every couple of weeks or every couple of months so you know you can still buy replants but you can buy them on sale right I know every six weeks this product is going to be on sale at Canadian Tire or whatever I'm loading up then right so you can you can make your your replant can be every six weeks when it comes on sale versus you know buying a regular price product and, and just, it's still a replant right because you can still buy it at a decent price and make good money off of it. Yeah, it's a replan that you can only buy during certain times is what a different way to kind of say exactly what you just said. Some replans you can go easily buy anytime you need to. Other ones, you can only buy them during certain windows. You identify when those are. And US retailers are very similar as well. And when I know people, for example, actually another math teacher in our community who's dialed in Target, the retail store Target, and he knows the sale cycle and just about everything. And he just goes in and buys all his replans when they're on sale. Last I checked, it was a seven-figure-plus business it, with the team, just primarily target. I think he's changed his business a little bit, but there's money to be made just chasing the sales cycle at plenty of major retailers. 
and looking for those, again, those good replans that you know are, you, as long as you can sell a handful per month at a nice margin, that's a replan, selling against existing listings. Uh, so you're really dialing it in. And, and you found, you said 75 so far, and you, the sky is the limit, buddy. And you've only hit a few stores. You said four stores of the, you know, you haven't even jumped online yet. You're just talking local retail, right? I do my, I do research online. Like all, they all have a web presence. Sure. So I can see prices. I can see how many they have in stock, right? So it's not like, I, I don't like playing the game where you show up to the store and there's nothing there. I don't like playing the game where you show up to a store and you're going down every aisle. Like I don't have time for that, right? So my, my research is online, but I am 95% retail arbitrage right now. I'll go to a store and buy some stuff and bring it home. And the next day I'll stop on my way home from school and go to a store and buy some stuff. But yeah, four stores, maybe five, that makes up the bulk of my inventory. And that's so, you know, when I, when I really start to expand and so look at places that aren't in Sudbury or, or that I haven't checked out yet, there's there's definitely lots more opportunity to be had. Awesome. You you're really dialing it in, man. What else is on your list? Did you you said you got a you had a few questions for me. Yeah. This is mostly just because I can't ask it on you, you ask us not to ask it on a silent sales uh, Facebook page. Yeah. Uh, I really am looking for some like-minded people. You know, you don't hear much from the Canadian sellers, but I re- you do you do talk often about creating a mastermind for yourself. And mm-hmm. I really do want that to be one of my next steps, but maybe this will be my plug for that. It's more than a question. It's more of a, I'm looking for some like-minded people to talk to out there and hopeful that there are some Canadians out there that are kind of in that same range that I am right now. Yeah, absolutely. I'm happy to help you out with that. And uh, I feel the need to explain myself a little bit on why we don't do that in the Facebook group. You know, we've got, you mentioned the Facebook group is how you found us initially. We've got a Coming up on 71,000 people in there. Back when we had, I don't know, three or 5,000 of us, we would do birthday announcements. And if somebody's cat died, we'd all be sad and they'd show a picture of their cat. And, you know, someone would have a baby and we'd show a picture of the baby or someone saying, Hey, we're having a meetup. Uh, you know, this zip code, anybody live around me? And people would kind of, but, you know, at, once we hit 10,000, then 20, then 50, then 70,000, well, there's certain things you just can't do anymore. We got to make sure every post has wide appeal to, a global, you know, hopefully it's going to help as many people as possible. So we don't do the, hey, I'm looking for a mastermind. We don't do that. But what we do have is a feature inside the Facebook group that allows you to say, who lives near me? And then you get that list of names and you can contact them individually. That's a great benefit. It's a free benefit. Our Facebook group is free. That's a Facebook feature they have. Hey, who lives near me? Assuming you've put your postal code in there, your zip code in the US or, you know, identified your local postal code, Facebook will tell you who lives near you. You reach out and start to form relationships. But since you've been a guest on the podcast today, one of the bonuses, or you, I don't know, you you look at it as a positive now. I don't know how you feel a month from now is because your inbox is going to get probably a lot of people reaching out. But you're going to have people contact you now, uh, Chris, kind of going back to the group and and uh, figuring out who you are and private messaging you, that sort of thing. I'm sure you have no problem forming that kind of kinship. And the nice thing is too, it doesn't have to be people who live near you. It can be other people so what we encourage is as you're in our Facebook group, as you're participating and, and getting to know some folks and seeing some of the names, same names pop up, who lives near me? Yeah, that's great. Get together in person. We strongly encourage that. Form a local mastermind of some kind or just a virtual. And one of the benefits of attending, for example, um, our live events, you know, 500 of us got together a couple months ago, a little over 500 of us in, in Louisville, Kentucky, for example. A lot of masterminds organically formed during those sessions. One of the things I did in my opening session, I heard from someone just recently, Chris, is I said, 
if you're a coach on our team or if you've been coached by us, raise your hand, right? And then you see hands go up and I'm like, okay, if you're not in one of those two categories, look around, find someone near you who raised their hand, keep your hands up, take that person, whoever's hand is up, take them to lunch. Trust me, it is a tremendous investment. You won't regret it. And so the relationships are just kind of formed out of that. It's like, yeah, you told us to raise our hand and and then I took someone to lunch who was behind me with their hand up. We've formed an incredible partnership now, right? So there's kind of organic things that happen at the live events. You've got to come to a live event for that benefit, if if at all possible. We'll try to we try to do it for those who have kids in school when school starts. Get it in before all that happens, ideally, uh, in the fall. Uh, but yeah, it's it's kind of an organic thing. You're, we put the ball in your court of forming those. We do have for the brand new sellers. Here's something that might interest those who are completely new. And you may still want to look into this, although you've probably advanced slightly past this, Chris. When you first signed up for the Proven Amazon course, one of the things we've been doing is offering a kickstart program. It's just a few dollars, but it puts you into the group of people who just bought it with you the past few days or the next few days, puts you in small groups of 10 to 20 people. And that group gets a coach assigned to them and kind of handhold them through the first few basic steps. What we've seen is those kickstart groups are kind of organically turning into mastermind groups. Long after we kind of turn them loose, they kind of form a mastermind group of their own and and progress through um, benefiting, even though there's no single true expert, just kind of that camaraderie and the having someone you can talk to about the business pays huge dividends. We've been doing that long enough now. We're seeing it. So, So there's several different aspects to the question you asked me. Hopefully I didn't answer or take too long with my answer. But it is, it's a universally popular question. Hey, I want to find some other people that are doing this that I can do this with. Those are some great ways to make it happen. And, and none of those cost any money. A Kickstart program does, it costs a few dollars. I think it's $30, I think is what we're charging for that. Next to nothing. We just want to be able to pay the coach a little bit of something for their time. Uh, so contact our support team if you have questions about any of that or get in our Facebook group and ask questions for anyone who's watching this today or hearing this. Uh, but does that help, Chris? Yeah, I, I think so. I think I, I kind of self-plugged myself, but I was I was hopeful that that would kind of end up spurring some dialogue with, with people, right? So, oh, I'm sure it will. Uh, oh, you're going to have plenty of people reach out to you. Trust me. This, this podcast gets about 100,000 downloads a month just on iTunes. And then there's the, you know, YouTube, a couple thousand people will see this in the next few months. So trust me, you have plenty of people reach out to you. That won't be the problem. <laughs> well, and that relationship building is huge in any business or any 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 occupation, really, right? So for me, that's uh, that's invaluable. Like I said, you kind of feel like you're on an island sometimes when you're doing it by yourself. Even if I am supported by people around me, uh, it's still it's still tough when you have stuff that's business specific to ask about or whatever yeah. else, right? So it's great to be able to kind of have that conversation, have those people to fall back on. Yeah. It, it's one of the dangers of the e-commerce business models in general is because you can kind of get sucked into this isolated, sitting behind my keyboard business mentality. And you look around and like, I've kind of abandoned the real world here. This isn't good. Uh, so yeah, we strongly encourage those kind of relationships and checking in and, and continuing to build your network of people that you that you can reach out to and Meet up, meet with on a regular basis, even if it's by Zoom. The the benefits are tremendous. So hopefully, I've given you and uh, everyone else who's listening today some some good ideas on how to make that happen. Our Facebook group is a, certainly a great place to start. There's probably people who live near you, no matter where you are. There's at least a handful of people who are trying to use the internet creatively to launch and grow multiple income streams. That's what our group is about. 
you could be meeting with them and doing some incredible stuff. So yeah, thanks for bringing that topic up. Perfect. Many of our past Perfect. podcast episodes have had that as a scene. I don't know. Like, I know this is late in the episode to kind of talk about this, but I know you usually like to talk about numbers. So I don't know if that's something you wanted to delve in. Hey, whatever uh, you're comfortable to, sharing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm quite happy to share. Uh, it didn't come naturally into the conversation there. So I figured I'd throw it in here, but uh, just so everybody knows I'm at, uh, this is my seventh week selling online. So my first thing, my first product went up with the last week of August. So far net revenue is just a shade under $18,000. ROI is about 40% and uh, after costs for tools and uh, and whatever else, uh, net profits somewhere between 18 and 20%. Fantastic. You're doing great, man. Good. Well done. 20% net margin, five-figure a month business. You're, yeah, you're, you're doing it right. You're heading in the right direction for sure. Beautiful. Yeah. Thanks for sharing those numbers. No well, no what, what else? Any other questions or any, any other tips or strategies as we start to wrap this one up? I know you've got some commitments coming up, so I want to be respectful of your time. Yeah, I, I've got two more questions, I guess, actually. Let's hit um, them if you got the time. You know, the one is, uh, I think this was one of your ads on one of your most recent podcasts. You talked about it was a bookkeeping service, but it was, I think, US-based. And I'm, I'm at, that's one of the, the struggle points that I'm having right now is my bookkeeping because uh, we got to be really on it in Canada for income tax purposes, you know, to get yeah. those uh, income tax credits back. Anybody, can you recommend anything for us Canadian sellers or yeah, you know, help me? We, we don't have like a network of accountants around the world or anything like that that I can refer you to at this point. But I will say that it's rare that the following advice isn't extremely helpful. Have you ever used a good accountant, small business accountant before by any chance? I haven't, no. Most online sellers haven't. You'll be amazed at how competent uh, just some local small business accountant might be. I would strongly encourage that you talk to somebody who's... They have other e-commerce businesses in their portfolio. That's one of the questions to ask. Another one is you don't want someone young. Sorry, young people. <laughs> you want someone who's been around a while. Someone that knows who to call when something weird happens. You know, I love to get a guy who's five years from retirement. Been doing it his whole life. Has... 5, 10, 15 e-commerce clients, maybe even some other Amazon seller clients, right? Perfect. Because he's going to make you aware of stuff, he or she, you know, someone who's been doing it a long time, make you aware of stuff that you wouldn't have thought of otherwise and worth every penny. You know, here in the US, a decent accountant, small business accountant, a couple hundred bucks to maybe on the high end, 400 bucks an hour, somewhere around there, you know, preparing your taxes or whatever. You get every penny of that back if you've got a good accountant because of the money they save you, the time they save you, the things that they see coming a mile away that you just don't know. And they can look at your numbers, a good one, and go, man, what's up here? You know, had you noticed this? Like your marketing was this last year and this year it's that. Like what? Just making sure you're keeping tabs on that, right? So a good accountant kind of becomes almost this, you know, business partner that can kind of see into your numbers. Until you're at a significant level, then you're talking like a CFO or something, right? But small businesses don't need a CFO. You just need a good accountant, good local small business. Some, I, I like using local as someone you can go meet with, someone that you know you can refer them business. They can refer you some local small business partners. They're part of your network, right? Like my accountant, his wife is a realtor. She helped us sell one of our rental properties. Like So he does the taxes. She just hands the paperwork to him, right? It's like, cut out the middleman, me. She hands it to him. Done. 
So, you know, those kind of relationships can be very beneficial. So that's, that'd be my suggestion is find a local small business account, no matter where you are. That's, that's just good advice. They don't have to be an Amazon specialist. These guys are good at getting the stuff that they need. If they need to do a little research, okay, what do I need from an Amazon seller? They can go on their nerdy accountant websites and figure it out. And they'll tell you, right? Uh, we do have a course inside the Proven Amazon course. It's primarily for US-based sellers. It's 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 a, an accounting course basically for Amazon sellers, but it's focused primarily on the U.S. Some people give that to their accountants, and their accountant finds it helpful. But it's not rocket science. It's kind of like with math, numbers go only up or down. Amazon business is no different. You're spending money and you're bringing money in. What's deductible? What isn't? Right? They 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 can do this. It's not a strange enough business that they're not going to know what to do with it. Does that help? That does. Yeah. I mean, I was I was apprehensive about local people because I do. I do worry about the online aspect of it and how much experience they have, right? But that was, I think you addressed that question pretty well there. Yeah, have a few conversations. Now, if they've never done anything e-commerce and they don't know that there is such a thing as e-commerce, hey, maybe stay away from them. But you know, get someone who's got a few e-commerce clients, and you know, maybe someone else who has who has an e-commerce business locally that you're aware of that sells online. Another local Amazon seller, who do they use? I love that kind of referral network versus. You know, there are some companies out there and we've had them sponsor on our show and they, they do a tremendous job, but I like to send people starting off local typically. Okay, perfect. Perfect. And last question, I think that I have on my list here. At what point in this journey should I be starting to look at uh, alternative funding sources? Yeah. You know, I, I actually had that question. I don't know if that podcast episode has dropped yet or not, but I had that question recently from another guest. And that is as much as I would like to think that's just a basic math question. There's a relational aspect in there too, meaning since you're married, what's your risk tolerance as a couple? How many months of reserve do we need to have, for example, before we start taking risks at level A, B, or C level risks, right? So you've got to get all that nailed down and make sure you've got enough months of reserve. You know, it's, uh, to borrow Dave Ramsey wisdom again, make sure your boat's close enough to the shore before you start leaping for the shore, right? Like, what is your comfort level there? How much water are you comfortable wading through? How much risk are you comfortable taking? Because the matter of fact is, you've built an engine now that you put in $5 bills and it spits out $10 bills fairly consistently. You're gaining confidence in that. So really the question we're asking at this point is, if I can put in $5 bills and get $10 bills out, how many $5 bills am I comfortable taking from other people and turning those into 10 while sharing some of that profit with someone else? That's all funding is. There's some very creative solutions. We love Accrue Me. You go to silentgym.com slash funding. They've got a special offer. I think they give you $500 to keep on top of whatever funding you take. They're a great option. The reason I, The thing I really like about them, I loved them before they became a sponsor, is because they'll slide you a pile of cash and you can let it sit there and you don't owe them anything. Or as your business grows, that pile of what you owe them back grows an association with it based on a percent. So there's no, there's no interest accruing on that pile of cash. It's like a rich uncle saying, here's some money, give it back to me plus some when it grows someday. And if it doesn't grow, hey, you owe me the balance. You just owe me the principal back. It's a really cool business model. And at the point you're confident, and it's not like a credit card where they're just kind of cold and hard and they don't care. They need their 15% every month. You better start paying back month one or you know, you're know you going to have penalties. It's not like that. 
It's more designed for, and they love working with replin sellers because they know that a replin seller who's at 10,000 a month, 30,000, 50,000 a month, they know that the only thing holding them back from bigger numbers is funding. And if they can get a piece of that, they're going to. So that's a good option for you. When is the right time? There's a relational aspect to that question that kind of, it's your comfort level. What What is your comfort level? How comfortable are you? How confident are you in taking on some money from someone else? And it doesn't have to be $100,000 day one. It could be something smaller than that. Um, and But as it grows, and they have people that, uh, Akrumi has people that have just held on to that pile of money for a very, very long time. And then finally one day just go, ah, you know, I, I think we're done using your pile of money. Here, you can have it back now. Here's how much our business grew. Here's your portion of that. And they kind of part ways at that point. Uh, it's a cool arrangement, worth having a chat with them. But at the point that you're able to turn $5 bills into $10 bills, man, you know, there's a lot of people willing to give you money. You just got to make sure you don't outburden yourself with commitments that have to be made in return. So it's weighed into that, again, tortoise in the hair, weighed into it nice and slow. So there's no wrong time to start. It's just you could go too big too fast and cause yourself problems. Well, and that's not my goal, right? I just want to make sure that I've got you know a little bit more turnover than I have right now, especially when I'm early to be able to buy products and send stuff in. I'm not looking for that, you know, that passive income, passive income overnight, right? Because I know that's yeah. not going to happen. But yep, weighed you know. weighed in. I would encourage you get a get a small amount going just to get used to the process, see what it feels like, so you can take some of the delay out of the cash flow game instead of waiting you know, six weeks for your money to come back. Okay, now it's coming. I, I can get access to it very quickly. It's sitting right here. If the only thing holding you back from buying more profitable inventory is funding, right now is the time to solve that problem. The question is okay. when? Yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because if, if you're turning $5 bills into $10 bills, the right time to fix that problem, and you just can't find enough $5 bills laying around, yesterday is the time to go solve that problem. But you just don't want to outscale your ability to manage the funds. I gotcha. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Wait into it nice and slow. We have plenty of people that have funded amazing Amazon businesses. Just kind of, you know, you get those one year zero interest credit cards. (laughs) A year of zero interest. Hey, let's play with that line of credit. You got good credit. You'll get someone give you $30,000, $40,000 on a credit card that doesn't have any interest for the next year. Do I suggest everybody go do that and put $40,000 on that card? No, you've got to have a confident system. You've got to know the pace at which you can scale. How many new replans a week can you find? You know, These are math questions. You're a math teacher. You'd probably be able to answer better than I could at this point with my input now. So um, yeah, slow and steady. But most people wait too long to do the outside funding thing, in my opinion. I'm not a... Uh, and this is where, again, man, I, I'm, I'm referencing Dave Ramsey a lot today, but we have a lot of Dave Ramsey listeners. A lot of times they'll say, well, Dave says don't take on any debt. Never take on any debt. I, that we're going to run our business debt-free. I completely respect that. You can do something tremendous that way. But I feel very strongly that buying, putting things on a credit card that are once... Like I just really wanted those shoes. So I used my credit card. No, that's completely different, toxic, dangerous territory as opposed to... I'm turning $5 bills into $10 bills here. I just need a few more $5 bills so I can ramp this thing up. And you're confident in your system and you're within your range of risk tolerance. And there's no reason not to. Hopefully that helps you and others. It definitely helped me, right? Because I was, I was just looking for a little bit of a, a push in the right direction. And 
I feel fairly comfortable with it, like up to my threshold of time that I have to give here, right? So I'm not I'm not looking for too big, too fast, but uh, definitely I could use some more five dollar bills. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go, man. That's how to do it. Right on. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, and if you run the schedules too, you play this out over time. For example, where would I be if I just used my own cash and I stay on this trajectory and keep rolling over? Start with a thousand dollars, turn it into thirteen hundred. Put that thirteen hundred back in, turn it into sixteen fifty. Put that sixteen fifty back in, turn it into two thousand. And that trajectory, what it looks like, versus using some outside funding, putting it to work. You know, and you, where am I at three years from now? It's a massive difference. A few hundred thousand dollars difference for having deployed, you know, thirty to fifty thousand dollars of someone else's cash. And you share some of that benefit with the person who funded you. I mean, that's what capitalism is. That's what our stock market is. <laughs> that's how that's how business works, right? You put money where money can be turned into more money. And that's what people do for a living, a lot of people. And uh, they're looking for places to put it. And that's why Accrue Me loves our, our community. Accrue Me is a, a pile of cash managed by people who are make, trying to make that pile of cash bigger. Where can we put it to make it bigger? The bank won't work. They don't trust all these other... Hey, look at these Amazon sellers. These guys are, are doing some things. Let's slide it in little piles at a time over to these guys, help make their businesses bigger, and we benefit from that. Yeah, it, it's a beautiful arrangement. It's beautiful. But, uh, all right, man. If, anything else on your mind? I think this is a, this is a fun episode. You know what? I think uh, in terms of my questions, you covered everything that I had. Uh, I appreciate that. And uh, I don't know if there's anything else from my story I have to tell right now. It's a very brief story, right? But I, I do hope that... Uh, you know, a year down the line or whatever, I have more of my story to talk about with that. Oh, I'm, I'm sure you will. Can't wait to see where you're going. And the fact that you're a teacher and a coach, you ask very insightful questions. You come from a, just a beautiful family, man. I would just love to think that you're going to be on our team at some point, you know? Coach Graham goes from coaching football and basketball to coaching <laughs> e-commerce warriors at some point, man. It's going to happen. But uh, it's been good getting to know you, buddy. I appreciate it. Yeah, you too. Thank you, Jim. I appreciate that. Thank you, Chris. Well, I'm going to talk to the listeners who hung out with us today just a little bit. Thank them for coming along for the ride. Chris and I had a great time. We hope you did too. I love doing episodes like this with a guest. If you didn't realize it, maybe this is one of the first few episodes you've heard. We've done a few hundred of these. Our students who've come through our coaching program or been through the Proven Amazon course, just sit down, talk life, talk business, talk about their experiences. Some of them, like Chris, are a few weeks in. Some have been doing it a few years. I've been training e-commerce for coming up on 20 years now. We've coached over 8,500 students. We'd love to make you our next student. We've got a team of 100 of us, our coaches, content creators, moderators. It's an incredible team of leaders around here. And we love serving new business building warriors when you've been around a while and just need to go to that next level. Reach out to us. You can go to silentgym.com and get all the info you need on all that stuff. We'll stick some links in the show notes today too to everything Chris and I talked about. But on behalf of Chris and his amazing family that I hope to meet someday and the whole team here, God bless all you business building warriors. We'll have another great episode for you again very soon. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit silentgym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.